Jordan, how are you going? All right. I um, have nothing to report. Does anyone? Do you? No, not really. <laughs> I got fined the other day. What did you do? <laughs> Driving without a registration. What? I, I just... Com- <laughs> Yeah, what? that's really illegal. I completely forgot. I thought I paid my rego last year. I even did the pink slip. That's how stupid I am. I, I don't did know the, what the slips are. So the pink, pink slip one? is you need to get it checked out by a mechanic before you can renew the mm. registration. Mm. And I did that. Mm. But then I forgot to pay the no, rego. Two parts, yeah. And then I didn't have CTP either. That was actually really dangerous. Um, yeah, that so did. I copped a, ba- a big fine. And look, understandably so, I deserved that. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> no walking out of that. Yeah, that's what happened to me. Dude, come on, recently. tell us how much was it? Uh, each of Set them were like six hundred and eighty. So yeah, close each. to fourteen hundred. Yeah. And then and then I had to get a blue a blue slip is what you have to get to re-register the car. Um, and then the mechanic found an oil leak or something. I don't know if they were trying to dog me there. I have no way of picking it up yeah, though because you're not in a position. I don't to know negotiate. anything about cars. No. They showed me, they, they put it up on the, see, I don't even know what that's called, but the thing, <laughs> the make, thing that goes, yeah, the thing that makes, uh, <laughs> that, that sound. brings the car off the ground <laughs> and then, and then underneath, yeah, they looked like there was a bit of a leak. So I trusted them. Yeah, so but- I had to pay for that pipe being replaced, which was like another $300. And then the blue slip itself was, um, a hundred dollars or something. And then the registration was like $400. So it's just, yeah, big, big mistake on my part, but look, not the end of the world. Yeah, but it really is just like a young man in an adult's world, isn't it? One careless mistake. I know, right? Just as your dad always warns you, look, bam, $1,500. That's it. <laughs> think about that, eh? Yeah. All you had to do was think a little bit more, mate. Yeah. I'm <laughs> pretty disappointed in your deal. I don't know how I did that. I, missed <laughs> I don't all the know letters. either. I missed all the letters. They gave me all these warning letters, but all my letters were piling up last year and I wasn't checking them. <laughs> <laughs> And for some reason, I Dude, thought I that it auto renewed. Way more responsible than that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I know it's so out of character for me. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I'd never do something that stupid. Well, I mean, here, yeah, I mean, the here you pile go. of letters. Oh, I do exactly the same thing, mm. but I would expect that of myself. You, on the other hand, that is really out of character. Mm. Um, no, I had a big pile of letters and documents. It was just, it just got too much for me. <laughs> too emotionally overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's sad, isn't it? But no, that happens. No, I kept saying. All right, I'll, I'll organize them all in a week. I'll organize them all in two weeks. And then I just didn't think there was... I, I don't know. I completely just forgot. Anyway. Because it's the stress the of girl. looking at that pile. I was with yeah. a girl when the police stopped me. And um, they're like, are you aware you're driving a, a car that isn't registered? And I said, wait, no, this is should have been registered in October. And it said, nope, that's when it ran out. And then I was I was sure it was a mistake. But no, check my, uh, check my bank records. And... Um, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. No, I deserve yeah, that. Yeah, who didn't know that the guy that has a machine that basically says it for him was right? Yeah. I can't believe, What did the woman think about that, though? Was she impressed by your convict credentials? Yeah, I was joking about, uh, hey, look, I'm, I'm a bad boy. Hey, you know, just got stopped by the cops. Yeah, but <laughs> for I think it was the fun. worst look, reason. I, things are going well with her at the moment, so I think uh, I think I was fine. Unscathed out of it. That's yeah, very good. yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get all uh, scared about it or anything like that. What do you think's more badass to a chick? Maintain like getting... my frame. Yeah, that's true. Be yeah. Not a boy, Neil. Yeah. What do you think's more badass? Being drunk, uh, caught DUI, or uh, just yeah, no rego? Because you know what, actually, you can skew <laughs> DUI, no rego. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. There's nothing badass about what I did. Not particularly what I, you especially did. because I didn't do that on purpose. Maybe if I'd done it on purpose, that would be a bit, mm. More, mm. A bit more badass, but I just genuinely yeah. made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and an otherwise law-abiding citizen, if you're a fugitive, oh yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, but... But no, no you, like... There were no like bodies in my car. Clean man. No. There was <laughs> nothing I had to yeah, hide. There was a living body there. And then I got uh, the police... I was filming a... <laughs> this is a funny story. I was filming a sketch last weekend... And the sketch is drunk Aussies catching Uber. So it's just me and, and, and the cameraman, and I'm playing all the different characters in the Uber, including uh, drunk girls. So I had a wig on. We're in this uh, car park. It, it's 10, 11 p.m. at night. It's really dark. No one's out, obviously, yeah. because of self-isolation and just because it's a park at 11 p.m. at night. 
And we're just in the middle there. He's got a camera. There's one light. I'm just there doing all these characters. There's clothes all over the place. I'm in a wig. This car comes up next to us and it was just a normal car. But then the siren went off and <laughs> policeman got out. And he was like, uh, what are you guys up to tonight? And we were just like, oh, filming a sketch. And he's like, uh, okay, well, I guess that is work. Yeah. And then he's like, Got so what's officer. the sketch about? Mm. And I was like, oh, it's about some people getting in an Uber. And he's like, okay. Well, I guess we're pretty busy tonight. So just be quick. Let you slide. Yeah. Well, actually, on top of that, he really didn't have anything on you as well. It's work. Even though, yeah, but... Technically work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually my work. And it was two of us. I mean, it is irrefutable. So we're not breaking the law there. Hey, you're right. There you go. You were, you were on the borderline. Yeah. Yeah, we're, you know, one more person and, and, and we're done, but... No, we're yeah, I, I really... Thanks for these M&Ms, by the way. What's the occasion? And the occasion was I just got one of those soda streamers. Like I think eighty percent of the country at Christmas, and I tried to get some uh, bloody bubbly stuff, hmm. carbon dioxide. That's the gas. And I tried to get it, and then the guy just spent. This is why I'm like half an hour late. He spent half an hour shuffling around his little office space looking for the keys, and then at the end I said, "Can I just have store credit?" Hence. The only time I have contributed anything nice to this in this like half year pod's history. <laughs> That's the Thank story. <laughs> About time. <laughs> Nearly one year actually. Got it wrong. Is it? Yeah. Fuck. Sunrise, sunset, Abel. We, we started in August. Actually, uh, no, yeah, dude, that's not that's nearly closer to the six months than one year. Yeah. It's like just right. like Easter. Right. You got me. You got me. And deservedly so. Doing with that. Oh, thank you very much. But other than that, nothing to report. No. Mm-mm-mm. But you know, like fairly eventful stuff. I got to say, like, yeah, quite a few brushings with law <laughs> for one week in in the space of a week. Yeah. Damn. But I suppose it is a lot of it is kind of just mm, very twelve year old dystopic book, though, isn't it? It's just like all these like curfews that didn't exist just a month ago and. I mean, registration was always, <laughs> that was always bad, but yeah, one of those. Still a nanny state move though. Yeah. <laughs> the government's got to know what car you're driving. Yeah. What the hell's that about? They just do it for money. Fuck. Yeah, actually, As soon why as you start they... talking about cars, it gets very boomer, doesn't it? What do you need to, what's the, if if no one registered their car and people just drove around, what would be the, like, what would actually be the problem there? Dude, even though I know anybody who actually works at Roads and Maritime would just be yelling at their screens at the moment, <laughs> they ain't in the room. Nothing. There'd be That's no difference right. whatsoever. It's yeah. all just a scam. Exactly. <laughs> what are you going to say about it? Dog Your meal. comment will get maybe one like because you work at Roads and Maritime, but that's like one step up from being a parking officer. Everyone hates them. And they probably don't even agree <laughs> with the laws that they enact. No, of course not. Probably not, man. Like I, I, I guess it's, it's to catch just criminals, a, isn't it? Huh? Is it to cr- catch criminals? If someone's on the run, then you can well, find that their might be a useful vehicle. offset of it. Yeah, but I think it's mostly revenue. Look again, it's just a it's a really ignorant opinion. I'm sure, I'm sure there's heaps of reasons. No, I'm with you. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, re- you would be. <laughs> <laughs> and I if do, I was I, you, I would be with me too. No, I like I. I because I did the wrong thing, clearly, so I deserve the the fine. But the law itself, the registering, like, why does it cost that much anyway? Each year, I don't know, it registers like 100 and something each year, isn't it? It might be more than that. I can't even remember. You know what I actually do think, and I, and I really don't have an issue with this. It's just that if you're a state government, what are your revenue streams? It's kind of the same as local council. What have they got apart from council rates and finding people for parking around too long if your suburb's popular? So good True. luck, Mount Druid. They're just gonna you can't charge for that. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to Opal state, cards. Mm. When you pay for public transport, I'm sure when no. there's like three people on the bus, they're making a profit yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> 
that is that is just an extended version of the job keeper package at this point, seeing that one sad bus driver <laughs> with no one in it. Everyone knows what's going on there. Hmm. It's basically just one of those characters in Brave New World that's just pushing buttons because they figure out the society's happier if they just push the button. Wow. Bleak. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, any bus drivers. I guess, look, if they've, if they've uh, designed the roads, maybe that's why. Maybe they need... Um, they need some money for that. Ah, look, uh, anyway, don't get too caught up on this. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> the reasons for roads. registering your car. <laughs> Tackling the big issues. I know. But dude, you know what my girlfriend pointed out about this podcast? It's so true. This should just be called um, Grasping at Straws with Neil and Jordan. It really is just us like, just saying like, what do you think, uh, why do you think birds exist? Uh, probably just like, no, like bird's eye view would be pretty sick. Yeah, I suppose so. Like that's the whole yeah. thing. It's just yeah. uncovering. <laughs> but like, I've got no issue with that. And we somehow related to either picking up or yeah, politics. Yeah, either of those. I that's the choose go, your own adventure yeah, part. Yeah, I go down the picking up <laughs> route every time, <laughs> as I would expect. You go down to the politics. <laughs> But yeah, what what uh, do you? Well, do you we have still a topic? have listeners. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, but there you go. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good for you. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's a legitimate question. You should be reflecting on that in your own time. But for now, <laughs> we're going to waste your time with Rose of Maritime Service music. <laughs> um, dude, what what do you have a topic that you wanted to discuss today? Yeah, I want to um, I want to talk. I want to. What is Australian culture? Okay, that's a good one. Hmm. Hmm. It's very art studenty. Let's dive into it. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about it in an art student way. Well, how are you gonna do it? Like in a wanky way? I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what they... art students are <clears throat> listening to. I don't even know what they say anymore. Like I, I, don't I actually know. don't either. I just I can't remember what the uh, upshot of it was, but I remember just saying that, like, dude. You know what I really think is just a, a cornerstone of Australian society? Taking the piss. That has to be up there. And you know what? I think that that is the uh-huh. ma- one of the but main... What? Brit- <coughs> British what? people do that. That's true as well. And we did... Well, Australia did... Was just a colony of Britain for a very long time. Mm. But I, you know what? I think... Um, I was doing a podcast with... Um, the Uncommon podcast with Luke and Lewis today. And I said, Australians... Is that called the Uncommon Podcast? Yeah. I was on it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out, boys. It's pretty common. <laughs> yeah, okay. that. No, um, At ease. I, um, what Fighters. We don't take anything seriously except sport. Like oh, if there was one so sentence true. to sum up Australian culture. Oh, my God. We're lax about everything except sport. Fuck. And even them... I think you're gonna you're gonna have to educate me on this. The hierarchy of sports you can pay out. Obviously, soccer's up for grabs. Everyone knows that's the girliest football code there is. That's fine. I think football codes to the people that follow them. That is the the primo defense. Like it, it's just sacrilege to attack those. And I think cricket is below that. I think on, on certain instances you can pay cricket out. But I remember once seeing, he was actually quite a big comedian in the 90s that used to do like the Melbourne Comedy Festival Gala. And he came on. Who was it? Fuck, I can't even remember his name now. But I remember back in the day, it was kind of like one of those Danny Boy figures where he was just like, where did this guy come from? And how is he cramming out 2,000 people a night at the end more? He was quite big. In the 90s. Okay. He went on the Melbourne Comedy Festival Gala. And you know they only have three minutes. One and a half minutes of that, he thought, would be a good idea to start making fun of AFL. Look, the Melbourne Comedy Festival Gala audience is easier to please than, like, a canned laughter track on Everybody Loves Raymond. Like, they're they're just shooting fish in a barrel, that audience. Like, there is there is a lot of shit that I look at on that, and I just think, 
no, that, that that should be a silent audience for that. That that was objectively horrible. You know, ten out of ten laughs. Soon as he made fun of sport, I've never seen anything like it happen before. Dead silence. Wow. And those Dead are the people. Silence. Those are the artistic types. Exactly. That have gone to see comedy. Yeah, but in 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 Melbourne, AF, in Victoria, well, everywhere except New South Wales and Queensland, <laughs> AFL is a religion. Yeah. Like we like rugby league and rugby, but nothing compared to the other states in AFL. But Queensland... They are obsessed. But Queensland likes NRL as much as yeah. AFL. Dude, they are mad for it. They are. Uh, yeah. I, uh, no. Even then, <laughs> I don't think they're as obsessed as Victorians with AFL. Like, they are insane. And I don't know why. There's a really weird code down there of just like all these artsy people still in skinny leg jeans despite the fact they're in their 30s and fat now. And... Liking that, yeah, yeah liking Sid Kilda. Yeah. <laughs> what the... Like, okay, you let us know that in the comments. I think that that's definitely true. And Why it's so either of us, I don't read the comments on this. Don't you? No. I very rarely do. Then one of the comments pisses me off, and I think you <laughs> better just stop there. Yeah. I read uh, direct... Me- I read DMs on Instagram for obvious Fuck. reasons. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> I don't ever read YouTube comments. Just get one of the, if there's you no girls flirting with me there. Yeah, just start one of those bot accounts <laughs> and he will respond. <laughs> Imagine that. Look, I'm a brown guy. What do you want me to do? No, this dude, it's very understandable. But I want to. What I'm interested in is um, how are we different to Americans and how are we different to the British and even and Kiwis. I think we're most, you know what it is, I think the middle and upper class in Australia are, are most like the British, but our lower class is and working class is more like the American working class. What about Cockneys? And Irish. Yeah, but just the, don't you think like, because when you, in in the UK, right, if you're working class, you still live in this tiny little terrace house or whatever. It, you, you never go out. You never. But like Australian culture is so outdoorsy, and mm. constantly going out, mm. going overseas, going on holidays. Americans, I, f- I feel like are a bit more like that. I was going out hunting, but fishing, that's, doing things yes. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that doesn't define the culture, but that's just something I... That's an aspect of it. ...found. All of them are into drinking. Everywhere across the planet's into it. Everyone And, and they all think they're the biggest drinkers. I think English are the biggest drinkers. Eh, out they of them, anyway. They drink insane amounts. Hmm. No, okay, come on, Irish. And they would not like to be... Fair. I've around. never been to Ireland, but yeah, I assume. <laughs> and also their beer's strong AF. Yeah, the more depressing the country is, the more you're going to drink. Mm, I think so. So Australia, see, we and drink fuck all for, to do. We're, we drink because we're happy. We're like, oh, sick, I just spent a day at the beach. I'll have a beer. Whereas English people are like, oh, fuck me. It's yeah, been like escape. two months of rain. <laughs> I need fucking five pints Damn. right now. And also, I live in a shitty terrace that's been around since 1500 AD. <laughs> and it's damp. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it does it does freak me out thinking sorry, about how British most people. people in the, but dude, like, sorry, your life is worse. You should you should have made the jump in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, how you had your chance. This was the prison. Yeah, and it became way paradise. better. I'd rather live in the shit kicker parts of Australia, like no offense, the Gold Coast, than anywhere in London. Or is or, that even a shit kicker? Like what? Not shit kicker, but shit. Like they because really of, hate the Gold it's Coast. It's just because of the, the boomers. But the the lifestyle looks good. Yeah. Near the beach, it's cheap. If you're into like gross Vegas lifestyle, yes. The Gold Coast is mad That's for you. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like that? Just be like, yeah, I'm going out to the no, sludge. about set up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to the shit. Yeah, club. but like Gold Coast sluts aren't going to go for me. <laughs> you know they're gonna go for some like roided up footy jockey. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you dude. If you're in the Gold Coast and you are a footy player, that's just an all access pass, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'd definitely rather the Gold Coast over Brisbane. No. Yeah. B- dude, Brisbane's Brisbane my feels, favorite city. It just feels dull. Like, granted, I haven't spent a long period of time there. Every time I've done shows there, and this is no look, I've got a great audience in Brisbane, and the shows are always fantastic. They but are like, a good crowd. Yeah, they were they were a really good crowd. Brisbane and Perth, I found it like the, yep. the best crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like just going out there and the, just the vibe of the city. I don't know. It feels kind of it just. It doesn't feel like a major world world city like Sydney or Melbourne, but it doesn't have any sort of, uh, co- uh, you know, nice, close community feel to it either. It's sort of this intermediary city. Okay, well, I suppose Adelaide does have that over that, when that is just like... I'd rather Dubbo Brisbane than Adelaide. So pretty much it just goes in terms of population. For you. Oh, no, you no, said that you go Co- for the Gold Coast. I go Coast, to Sydney, right. Gold Coast number two. Number two. Yeah. And Holy Perth, shit, Perth number three. <laughs> then Melbourne. Oh, that's such a controversial list to me. Melbourne, look, Melbourne would be at the bottom of the barrel for me. Can't handle it. I don't like feeling like a rat in a maze. Not for me. So it's just the, <laughs> what, it's just the geography and the construction of it. Yeah, like, don't you hate it how you just go around Melbourne and it's kind of just this thing of like, where the fuck am like I've been to Melbourne maybe a hundred days of my life at this point. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about it still. Like I like I like about Sydney how it's so poorly planned that you have to navigate like an Aboriginal before settlement did, right? Like just being like that rock over there. You know what I mean? Like that's how that's you navigate exactly through Sydney. <laughs> yeah, I know. it is. Sure. It's the same shit now. Going around Sydney's like going on walkabout. <laughs> Dude, I swear there's like, don't you think that that happens in Sydney? That like everything kind of just looks different. So you can, you, you, you don't need to know streets. You can kind of just be like, yeah, that stupid, dumb 80s architecture house. I know where I'm at. No? No, I've never, I've never had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, what about very Melbourne? well planned. It's, it's yes. all a grid, I, which is kind of dull in a way. But I mean, I hate how it's just flat and it's like, what are your options there? You can eat cheesecake. Sick. And it's overpriced. The, the, the culture of Melbourne is consuming. There's a lot more. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think if you're like in your 20s and you're single, it's probably a better city. Depending on That's what you true. want. That's depending true. On, I'm just assuming average Aussie in their 20s. No, I that... prefer Melbourne. Yeah, if, look. If you're really into getting hammered and cheese boards, yes, Melbourne's for you. And so is Hobart, actually, now that I think about it. Hobart. Yeah, but that's... okay. Cheese what? boards in Hobart. Is that yes, a thing? Yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> You've been there, right? Yeah, I've never, I've never had a cheese board in Hobart. I'm pretty sure what happens is when you're in your 20s in Melbourne, you live there, you, you go into your 30s, you, for some reason, lose all your hair... If you're a male in Melbourne, something about being a new male or whatever, you get those shitty square glasses, you get very scared of saying any opinions whatsoever, and then in your 40s, you start migrating down to Hobart. That is just, that's the pilgrimage I've, of people from Melbourne. I've never heard of this trend. You don't know about Melbourne boomers going Hobart. down to Hobart? No. Every trendy what would have been a hipster in the 80s, whatever they were called back then, punks or whatever, I guess. I don't know. Those people are now in Hobart. They really? love that place. What do they like about it? Because it's just... Dude, I think I think people... Australians from the upper class just like two things. Three things, actually. And that's why they put, like, Monet down there. They, they like pretending that they like art. I don't even know if they do. They like wine and they like cheese. And that's all Hobart has. <laughs> is that... Because... But is that more the, like, hipster ones? Because yeah. a lot of Aussie boomers, would they'd be like, oh, fucking wine, fuck off, mate. No, Aussie boomers... I want a beer, mate. Yes. And no, but you know what they do? They... Go to the Gold Coast. That's where I want to go. There. No. no they don't do, not when they're boomers. When they're like old, they go to the Gold Coast. When they so retire, after, yeah, yeah, this, there are a lot of retirees on the Gold Coast. But if you're rich enough to have one of those bullshit laptop jobs and you're a boomer, right? Because now our generation, a lot of people just have that job. But 
if you were part yeah. of that other generation, you were like educated and upper class. And those people are just like, I feel like a tree change. There's, there's two places. There's Byron Bay and there's Hobart. Those are the places they go. It depends if you just like the cold or not or the beach. That's really what I think it goes down to. I think that if you're, and like what you were saying before, I think if you're like lower class Australian, this is what you do as a boomer. You pay off your house. You go to, cent- you go to the central coast. Yeah. Well, you might just do that anyway just to buy a house. But that's yeah. all they're obsessed with is just having a three-bedroom house. That's, is that you such haven't a bad fulfilled thing, your though? life. huh? Isn't that a good, a decent goal to have? Yeah, it's it's like part. It's quaint. It's that that should be part of your goals. <laughs> it should be part of so your goals. So many people say, uh, "Oh, I just just the idea of living in suburbia terrifies me." Why? No, I like the nice. idea. Me too. Just having a, a house with a few kids, hot misses, hot ish. Yeah, as hot as you can get when as hot as you can you get. Because look, I'm not Brad Pitt. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Um, Hot-ish And then have your career goals as well But I don't think they have This is the thing I think that like lower class Australians Probably don't put an importance on career goals I really think they put an importance On buying a house and renovating it That's Because there's something really life. fulfilling About uh, renovating and just improving The space where you live Yeah, I get it It's great Yeah No, that's I fully understand why they want to do it. They never have existential crises. They're just comfortable, nah. nice people. Nah. Whereas uh, all the upper class people are like, oh, I don't know what I want in life. Mm. I'm 35. What do I want? But really, at the end of the day, I think that both of those goals are kind of just different sorts of being self-absorbed. It's just that one's like a dumber form of self-absorbed and another one's more wanky self-absorbed. Is it? Dude, don't you reckon how like, you I'm going to make my house look mad. <laughs> well, it depends just... it depends if you if you if you if you're trying to compete with the other people on your street or whatever, then that's a bit self-absorbed, but otherwise, oh, I just want to improve you know, build build nice things, construct. That's a very uh I think it is just why fulfilling thing. Yeah. You know? But I guess yeah, there's all the all those shows like the block and all that. That's Makes a competition the out of it. The highest rated show mm. as well. Yeah. Of the year. Mm. <laughs> but like, yeah, look. Uh, yeah, it's it's not necessarily the idea of it. I think that it's just, I think that's culturally where Australia's at. It, that, it makes sense when you're watching shows. It may, what are the highest rating shows in Australia? The Block Maths Q&A. Q&A is where all the wankers go to watch and just watch, like, I don't is know, Q&A basically private like, schools debate. Is that high? Is that, does that rate well? Actually, I don't know about it anymore, but I do remember, at least when it first started out, it was getting two million viewers. Maybe it's at wow. a million. And that's amazing, isn't it? For a, what a lot of people would say is an intellectual show. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fantastic for Australia. And I think it will, like... That market, which I guess we probably shouldn't pay out too much because that's most of our ticket sales when we go to Melbourne. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, fuck them. They need to know. <laughs> they, yeah, no. Maybe you, but it's not me. Harsh I don't know if I have Q and A. Oh, I do get some. I think. Oh, he's brown. We should be inclusive and watch him. Oh, I didn't like his Does comedy, but he was brown. No, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I would hate that if it did. But surely when you go to Melbourne, it's a different crowd to the rest of Australia. Because it's just yeah. a different place. It's not it's Australia. It's a different country. It's London. It is. It's try-hard London. Yeah, it's not even London. It's Yeah, it's try-hard. It's, that's exactly it. Sydney. Well, Sydney's bloody Hong Kong these days. But that it's trying to be that. <laughs> I prefer that, though. I'm not going to lie. Me too. I think Sydney in Sydney people are financially pretentious. In Melbourne people are culturally, culturally pretentious. Mm. But just okay, so Australian culture overall. When people think about Australia, what do they? Th- well, a lot of people first of all would say, "Oh, what is Australian culture?" Chucking a sickie, going to the beach. It's hard to actually define it. I guess what Australians really value. I think they actually do Laziness. value like that, but do they? Because like a lot of the um, 
a lot of guys who have uh, physical jobs, they really value the fact that like, yeah, I'm a hard worker, mate. Get up, just like work as hard as you can. Do Don't, they? Do I think so? Yeah. They're not all like like if you're a labourer, you can't be that late. You can't be lazy. You, you can't be lazy, but if you're a labourer, I would imagine you'd really enjoy knock off time at three p.m. Yeah, but that's different. You'd still want to kind of well. Hmm, actually, okay. What about this? Don't, don't you think like the the group of guys that are in that um, labour environment would be kind of spurring each other on, saying, "Come on, mate!" Like, "Steep up your game." Yeah, like, yeah. Don't be a wuss. All that sort of thing. Don't yeah. be a wuss. That don't be a wuss. That's a that's that's up there. That epitomises Australian culture. And does don't, not don't epitomise Will Milburn. But yes. No, yeah. Don't be a sook, mate. Don't be a sook. Okay. Have fun, mate. Don't be a sook, but but do have fun. Like if if then there was a labourer that was like, I'm working overtime and I'm better than you guys because I'm working overtime, then they'd be like, oh, fuck you, mate. Yeah, well, that's the other part is tall poppy syndrome. That definitely exists in Australia. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, There's a real crabs in a barrel mentality here. The thing with tall poppy syndrome is if if people are bringing down people who are just successful for the sake of the fact that they're successful, that's bad. But I think most of the tall poppy syndrome is more tearing down the arrogance that's associated with success. You think? So like someone like, I don't know, Hugh Jackman or sports stars or whatever, Aussies love them. Aussies definitely love sports stars. But again, as we said, that's an anomaly in Australian culture. True, yeah. But that's definitely... That is a real cornerstone of Australian culture is sport. Yes. That's absolutely there. So, yeah, you're right. They do definitely like successful sportsmen. Yeah, who don't act like, who don't who, who aren't arrogant. Yeah, they hate arrogance. I'm sticking with, la- no, okay, all right. At least, if you're not going to say laziness, at least complacency. I actually don't think that Australians like the concept of success. A lot of Asian countries are obsessed with the concept of succeeding and being sure. at the top and pushing further. And but that, that just are, doesn't exist in Australia. When it comes to sport, it does, which is yeah, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's probably a, it's a product of uh, us having been so successful for so long. We don't in sport. We're just uh, we've been a first world country for a long time and. Mm. The conditions here have been very comfortable, so there probably isn't that need or desire to really uh, strive to better ourselves on the international scale. Yeah. Whereas some of the Asian countries, because they've been um, poorer nations for so long, they might have that monkey on their back and trying to prove to the world, look, we we can do this. You know what I think a lot of that is shaped by? Speculating. No, I think you're right. But I think that a lot of it is just environment. Sure, yeah. I think that course. in cold countries, you work harder. You kind of have to because of the conditions. True, yeah. In hot countries... Dude, have you ever been to Fiji? No. Everyone between the hours of maybe like 11 till 3 p.m. Yeah. just can't think. I've it's heard too hot. In, in Hawaii, it's the same. Yeah. They just have just this like, like dumb smile on your face. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go on a siesta... Yeah. You, very little work ever gets done throughout the entire country. And at the end of the day, you don't need to because it's a tropical climate. All you need to do is throw some seeds in the ground and you've got enough food to serve yourself. You know, like, like really to live there takes very little effort. And I think it is the same in Australia as well as, as what you were saying, right? To have a subsistence lifestyle that is decent takes sure. very little effort comparative to, say, Korea yes, or Taiwan. Yes. And that's that's a product of the culture in some of those countries. Even, and you know, I've talked about this on the podcast so many times, which is when Asians migrate to Western countries, the insistence they have on um, academic achievement for their children, that is a product of their needing to be that in their home countries or yeah. else you are going to be poor. Yeah, You can't yeah. even be a, like a teacher or a tradie in... Asian countries without basically you're going to survive but not well it's not nothing compared to Australia no when Modi visited here he said um, Australia it's the one country in the world where the uh, doctor can live next door to the plumber you don't even think about that but that's true that's like a sign field does it happen in other countries (laughs) I know 
Yeah, that's that a good amazing. sitcom. It is. You ever noticed? <laughs> the like intellectual. I haven't noticed that much. Q and A watching doctor next to the plum. And that's what happens on Q and A as well now. They have that. Well, they don't have plumbers on there, do they? Yeah, sometimes because they just get that every man to go on Q and A to spout just you know no, baseless opinions. Yeah, well, as, as an actual guest. Yeah, dude. So they just get like what do they call like I don't know like audience members or whatever, and it's just like why the fuck are we listening to this person? What do you do again? You're like you're in HR. I don't want to listen to the experts that you have, let alone the non Like the worst part about Q and A is the audience. Don't put yeah. them on stage. I agree with that. The audience are just abysmal. terrible. All their questions are so they're just so emotionally loaded. They're not even allowing the uh, the expert to answer the question. They've already answered the question and said, "Why do you disagree with that?" Like it's just so, they've they've. They frame the question so that no matter what the expert says, they're going to sound like a bad person. Yeah. That's what all the questions Yeah, are every like. time. Yeah. And on top of that, just dumb as well. Like, yeah, emotionally loaded and not a good point. Having said that, I think there is some value in having, I guess, what you'd call yeah, every man in, in uh, some of those shows because otherwise you are at risk of just being in what you call the echo chamber. You only get views yeah. of the um, intelligentsia, whatever it is. But it is definitely an echo chamber on the ABC because it's like pre-approved intelligentsia. It's not. It's no one is ever allowed on Q and A outside the ABC bubble. You have to yeah. be part of that. You have to be part of that old. I don't want to say old boys club because they're not into that, but like that same kind of idea, you know, sure. <laughs> that, that like, yeah, you, you have to be part of ABC royalty really to get well, like, is a this, have you been that. rejected by Q and A or something? Is this? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. But the thing is, I, like, Wait, I wouldn't want to, but like, I was just making the example the other day on Twitter. Actually, Did you actually like try to get on there? No, or something? Okay. never realistically a, because I knew I wouldn't be, but B because I know how the ABC works and, because I've been on other shows there, and it's just... Which ones have you been on? A couple of drive shows and Hack. Um, and so, like... When were you on Hack? Years ago. Years what ago. Did it go? Maybe, what was like, the, 2014 or something. What was the topic? Basically, they came in there to say something about, like, uh, the lockout laws or whatever. And I was just like, well, this is pretty dumb, but all right, I'll just go on there because it's just sure. another thing for branding or whatever. And I just went on there and they were just like, so you pay by the unions? You pay by the unions, aren't you? You pay by labor? You pay by labor. Like they didn't ask me anything about it. They just tried to like get me to basically uh-huh. go to their like liberal overlords and be like, see, we're on your side. We're, you know, like that. that's how those, those institutions work. It's very different to what the average Australian thinks it is. But really- That's when it, true because you ask anyone, not even just boomers, you ask pretty much anyone who doesn't watch your videos- what do you think of the ABC? Oh, lefty garbage. Yeah. And it's, it's the design of that. It's, it's the Murdoch press really sells that point so that they can kind of differentiate the two. But in reality, they're, they're really just selling the same message. It's just one selling... Dude, one is selling the message to those working class people that want to renovate their house and the other one is selling that message to the wankers that retire in Hobart. That's the real difference between the two. But yeah, like to yeah. make the to make the point of the you know the Q and A point right, like everyone was going ape shit because people from the IPA, IPA is just this think tank that is pretty much just uh, BP cigarettes. That's pretty much it. Like the most evil companies you can think of, Serco, just just every evil corporation on earth has this think tank that goes under the usual guise of just being like we're libertarian, we believe in freedom. But uh, every time that there's like a cigarette tariff or something like that, yeah, we want that, you know. But like, you know, in, in general, no no regulations on cigarettes at all. That Like really niche of views that no one has unless you're yeah. like a tobacco company. And they are 70% of the think tank guests that they have on like the drum and Q&A and the drive shows and stuff, right? And they're all from that and it's because Murdoch sponsors that think tank. Um, how, where do we find out this information? Like what uh, what independent sources? Oh, if you just Google search IPA, there's so much information on them because they are okay. really the brains behind the Liberal Party. And the brains behind the IPA is a bunch of cigarette companies and fossil fuel companies. Um, okay. And Murdoch. Murdoch's dad set it up. 
they're 70% of it, right? And everyone was going apeshit, just being like, why the fuck are they on all the time? And then their like piss weak response is always is just like, well, we just get views of everybody on there. So they get niche views of tobacco and alcohol and, and, and fossil fuels. That's one of the views, right? So I was just making the point that like, okay, if that's the case, why don't you let me on? I have 400,000 people. My views are way like are the actual mainstream opinions. Like the average Australian does not want their hospital system sold to Chinese billionaires. Hmm. You know, like everyone from Pauline Hanson to the Greens would agree with that. (laughs) Most of my views are like down the line mainstream opinions, like no privatization of Medicare, you know. Um, There should be a, a, a tax on our mining resources that we can invest in roads, those kind of things. You won't be able to get on now. Exactly. Everything you said. Yeah, that's the other point, right? Like you could say that maybe it's just they're attacking their ego or whatever. I don't even think it's that. I think definitely like they have huge egos and you attack their egos and they're like, somebody thinks bad of me. I think that's the other thing. But, but you I were think... also rejected and you were, did you get butt hurt? When I was rejected? No, I've never been rejected from Q&A. There was other ones, like I was just making that point basically to say like, they're not going to have someone on that expresses these views, but they will have the IPA on. That's how removed they are from the average Australian and like, you know, viewing, reflecting or not even reflecting views, just telling Australians important information. Uh They'll freely talk about the you know basically bhp's position or like bp's position on things they won't talk about what the average australian wants for society yeah. that doesn't happen on the abc okay fair enough fair enough still it hurt <laughs> <laughs> all rejection does you know um no but like i've never been i wouldn't do it if i was asked why i just don't think i'd um have anything i don't to say. want to I don't Dude, really. You wouldn't be the dumbest person on Q and A by a long shot. That's true, but I don't. I just don't want to do it. Why? I'm not interested in um, being on a show of that kind, of, that kind of nature. Actually, I understand what you mean because I wouldn't be either. I just, I just find it wanky and irritating. Well, no, any even any any show like like the drama or anything like that. I just um, yeah, because they all. I got annoying. asked to do hack once or twice. Did you? Yeah. What was it look, on? I one of the I can't what remember the first it? one. Was what was it like being a brown comedian? And then the second that, one you know? was something like that. No, yeah. I just like, I just don't want to do. It. Thank you. <laughs> it's the same shit. How long has that been? Like five years. The same three topics over and over yeah. again. Drugs, racism, sexism. Ooh, let's just bury it up a bit. Transphobia. Ooh. <laughs> if it was a good topic, if it was shit. like a, but they never have them. Yeah. What is the good topics that they ever? Have you ever listened to Hack? It's infuriating. They have dumb subjects like just. I would remember listening to one because I was like paying it out. Turned it on instantly. The first thing was just being like, "What's let's let's have a let's unpack this with a young liberal in in the studio. Let's unpack this. What are your views on shaking a woman's hand if you're a man?" Is that sexist? Not a joke. Jesus. They talked about that for 15 minutes. Why would that be sexist? They didn't even have an answer. That's how stupid this show is. Like, there was just all these people with very nervous opinions. Shaking a woman's hand. Yeah. (laughs) Why were they talking about it? Why is that sexist? I don't know. I'm trying to just think, like, maybe you could make an argument about hugging a woman, depending on where your hands go. Is that what it could be? But shaking her hand. What? I know. <laughs> Can you ever imagine discussing that? Okay, say we had to come Someone, up with half an hour of content a day. Do you think we would ever get to that? No, because the whole time we'd be sitting there being like, have you read the game? <laughs> have you read rules of the game? Yeah, <laughs> so it would, it would be, be like, it would be like how to shake a woman's hand. <laughs> Pull it towards you. <laughs> Take that out of context. Yeah, you're right. It's probably like Show her that you got a firm bit. grip. But don't scare her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to shake a I don't know. But but um all right, well we won't we won't get too caught up on on the ABC and whatever. But sorry, sorry. No, that's yeah. all good, that's all good. Um I get what other like uh facets of when you if someone asked you like, okay, how would you just describe Australian culture other than what we've already talked about, is there anything else you think that you'd mention? You know what I will mention as well? I do actually think that spirit of the Anzac is somewhat true. I think that Australians are, in general, 
good mates. But see, a lot of those are cli- I don't know whether they're cliches or not, but the those sometimes very simplistic um, talking points when when the media or people, public figures talk about Australian culture, are they really unique to Australia? Like, oh, looking out for a mate, um, sticking together. Yeah. Like all these things. What? It's not. That, you- that's every Everyone wants to mm. do that, don't they? Does America not really? I don't think Americans you, are very good friends. But if you asked an indiv- just the individual American, like, how hey, do you care about your mates or friends or buddies? I don't know, whatever they call it in America, they'd say yes. They would say yes. And, you know, obviously these things are just broad brushes and not everyone has that. Not every Australian is lazy and all that kind of yeah. stuff. This, like having a fair go. Just a, what does that this even This is just mean? a general... It has to be general, though, because you're talking about, like, 25 people or 300 million people. But... Of course, yeah. No, I think fair go is actually also like a thing that's definitely in here because like all all the things that Bernie Sanders is pushing for, Australia passed in the 80s. I think Australians inherently have very that this very Aussie value of kind of like fair's fair. Do you think that, think that comes that from because, uh, well, just the convict heritage, it was generally lower class yeah. British people that came. Yeah. So they would have experienced the aristocracy and the crown imposing all their um imposing the authority on them so they said okay we're going to change that here yeah 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 definitely okay because i think that in britain there is an overriding sense that's it's a much greater class distinction much greater class distinction i think and look it's definitely prevalent in india and pakistan india and pakistan society is just like a really frozen in time 1850s england but and like most Asian countries have that as well. But in 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 Britain, there still is this kind of because uh, dude, think about it. Politeness. They're really into politeness, and I think all of this is upper about class res- British ones. Yeah, go to the Cockney bars. They're not polite. That's true. That's true. And they're more fun. Well, t- Cockneys are like the funnest white people there are. They or well, maybe oh, yeah. Irish as well. They've got some. They've got some swag. That's true. But um, bargains no, are fun. Bogans they can be. Oh, dude, you know what else I was thinking about as well when it comes to that? Hang on, I'll just finish that point, though. But sure. I think that English English people are very... They, they, there's a sense of hierarchy there. When it, go, when it comes to America, they, there really is, like, it, it is just obvious in their culture. They're really into the idea of the individual. In Australia, there's kind of like this you're not better than me attitude. Just fuck you. Yeah. Like that, that, that it's, it's a much ruder country. Dude, like I remember when I went overseas and I was with my girlfriend's company friends and they were all from all over the world, right? And then I said the word cunt and the entire table just like, it was people from Japan, France, Austra- uh, well, there was Australia, Britain, Australian. American. See? Yeah. Just swearing and stuff. Like it, that shows that there's no... There's no real level of politeness or respect in this country but, that exists in Britain. But if you went to like an upper-class Australian household, oh, actually, no, they'd still probably be all right with the C word. I reckon. Because what is an upper-class household in Australia? Like someone who works on the board in Foxtel, they'd be cool with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And they're just, you, you can't tell. You honestly can't tell the difference between, you know, a private school guy who works in the private sector and makes 500 grand a year versus... A labourer who makes fifty grand a year. No, nah, there's a very similar culturally. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe the uh, they probably both watch the footy. They love drinking beer. Um, they, I would say, the lower class guy is more handy and masculine. But no, even in Australia, the all the like dudes from the North Shore who were rich. They're all they very like buff and yeah, they know yeah. how to fix things and shit. So <laughs> there's yeah, no, there's, there's, it's, it is a very, it's very homogenous in that way. It is. And I think that also, it, I, I don't even think it's, it might be the thing that they're convicts as well, but I think it's also that a lot of Australians were Irish and Scottish and Irish uh, okay. people and Scottish are a lot more like that than okay. the English are like Celts. Celts are a, different culturally to Anglos. Yeah, yeah, because an upper class an upper class Londoner wouldn't need to fix anything around their house. They Ever. The, they get the servants to do it. Yeah. For hundreds of years, maybe thousands. Yeah. So I think that's the difference there. 
So I think that like when it comes to mateship, I'm guessing that the thing that I'm saying there is like in Britain, there is an, everybody likes their friends, right? Everybody to a degree talks to a stranger differently than they would uh, somebody that they know well. But I think in Australia, that distinction is very different. Like in some countries like Korea, the way you speak to a stranger is a different language. You use different words when you speak to a, a there, there's like a way that you're oh, supposed okay. to speak. There's like three different languages, you know, like there's like a really poetic, respectful language. Then there's just like a mid tier language. And then there's a language you use with your friends that doesn't really exist in Australia. Not at all. And in Britain, it's a bit like that. Like if you're talking to someone Close like to more up, you're like Australia. more polite, huh? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And so that doesn't really exist there. Like in yeah. in America, America is a very selfish, very selfish society. They kind of trained Christian. to be like hyper competitive, and that's true. But it even depends. then, it, it even then, dude, like they're the ones that came up with fucking mega churches and shit like that. It's not sure. Yeah, it's it's not the same as those you know local it's churches in Cronulla. Or Americans whatever. are also very like I think from a distance we 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 say oh they've all got guns and they're. Uh, obsessed with the individual and making money but in my experience talking to them and and just mingling with them they're very friendly people yeah they are sometimes more because aussies can sometimes come across as a bit standoffish in the way like yeah how you going mate yeah i'm good not bad yeah cool what are you after like if you go to just your average shop that's all look in america they rely on tips so they have to be nicer but the hospitality in America is generally nicer than in Australia, because, and that's mainly well, I, because I reckon of the that's the economic incentive. Yeah. Oh, and also, the yeah, I, is it is thing, a yeah. more polite so it's society. Hard to judge. But politeness is also linked to how violent your culture is. Apparently, that's like a direct link around the planet. So, what, if it's more violent, it's more polite. It's more polite to try and remove the need for violence. It definitely makes sense with um, Britain in the past. Mm. They were out slaughtering native populations, but then they were like, oh, say, good morning to you. Not good cricket, sir. yeah. <laughs> Use the correct pronunciation. I just read... And hierarchical book, societies. I read that play. You know Pygmalion? Yeah. I read that play. It's all about that. Oh, I'm just trying like to teach teaching her, etiquette. Yeah, mm. teach this flower girl etiquette. And she's like, and she's like a massive cockney. I fucking know what you're doing, Annie. <laughs> I love that accent. That's a great accent. They're all great, I reckon. Like, I like upper class. I like I like Cockney. I like... Birmingham's a bit fucked. Most of them are pretty good, though. They've all... Every little city there has a different accent. Yeah. But they're, they're kind of charming, all of them, though. Yeah, they each have... They have their charm. Like, the Postman Pat accent's mad. They're all... Yeah, they're, they're, they're good. Yeah. And, and where would... um. Just briefly, because I know we're, we're uh, I've got to finish this one up soon. But in my brief experience um, in New Zealand, it in Auckland in particular, I was like, this this is England. Mm. This is this is a hundred percent England. Even the sense with the comedy there, the sense of humour is uh, very British. Except it's like Brit Britain is all about witty humour, but. New Zealand, it's still very witty, but also slightly more on the absurdist and a bit oh, more. Okay. So, yeah, like you know, Flight of the Concords could only come from New Zealand. That mm. that opinion, Flight of the Concords and that Murray guy, what's mm. his name? It, Murray is his name's Murray in the show, but you know who I'm talking about. Mm. That kind of humour is very, very New Zealand. What's Australian humour like? Actually, you know what? I will say I do like Kiwi humour. They are funny. I actually but think, think Australian humour is closer too. to American humour. What American humor is more, ca it's character based, it's loud, it's opinionated, it has elements of wit, but Brit British humor it's all wit. If you look at all the famous British comedians, they're very, they're, they're much more similar than American comedians. Look at the famous American comedians, they're vastly different. Mm. Whereas you look at a lot, a lot of the British comedians, and of course they're still different, but the differences are less pronounced. The mm. Stylistically, the subject matter, everything, it's its not as varied as it is in America. And more critical. I think yeah. Yeah, that's actually something that happens in Britain as well. It's just very sardonic. And, and, and even just if you look at American audiences, 
well, I mean, obviously we're just defining culture through the lens of comedy here, but it's really, well, that's it's a, really that's relevant reflection. because yeah. the audiences in America are extremely generous. Mm. They give standing ovations really easily. Mm. They'll laugh very easily. Look, I don't know what the audiences are like in the Southern states or whatever. I am only talking about New York and LA. So it's very likely if you go to whatever, I don't know, Louisiana or something, the audiences will be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fuck, liberal Bill comedy says, of my no, game. Bill Maher says that they're mad. Oh well, he says go. that the South's really good. Okay, well, yeah, well, I haven't, I haven't been there. Um, but yes, British and Australian audiences. You know what it is? It's because when you are a comedian, you you are definitely in a you're in a position of authority, and you are. The subtext is essentially, I'm better. Th- I am better than you. Listen to me. Laugh at me. Give me attention. No, it can also be like, I'm way worse than you. It actually, yes, that's the variance. But it. it's still, well, one, that this, that's why self-deprecating comedy goes so well in Australia and America. And there's less of it in, sorry, so well in Australia and the UK and New Zealand, but there's less of it in America. Yeah. Um, but even when comedians are just if a lot of their set is self-deprecating, it's still coming from a place. It's a need for validation. It's a need yeah. for attention. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it is coming from a, it's, it's coming from their ego wanting to get up on stage and ask for that attention, essentially, well, even if it is self-deprecating. That's all, that, that's all art. Like, it, all True. art is just like an extension of the ego, but well, actually I think the best art is kind of just removed from that. But I think Actually, you, you are actually right. Like, I think comedians you look up to, clowns you look down on. But the thing is, there's no such thing as a clown anymore. So clowns mm. are just a type of comedian now. Like someone like Dave Hughes, who's just, his entire shtick is more or less making fun of himself. Like, he does make fun of the audience. It's changing now, I think. He's, is it? Well, he talks a lot. He's been talking about, like, all the properties he owns and stuff. Oh. Maybe he's getting sick of it. I don't know. And the Hughesy, we have a problem. I mean, he's, he's like the... The head guy there, and he's saying, I will fix your problems. And that's coming from a place of authority. Unless you're like, it's t- I don't know what the show's like. I'm a bit like, if it's tongue in cheek and just being like, yeah, I'll sort it, it out. Yeah, yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, the veneer and the sort of the, uh, what, the layer that you get from, from that style of comedian is definitely like, I'm on your level, I'm on your wavelength. Yeah. It's never, oh, listen to me from, a, from this place of authority. I think the best comedians are a combination of those things, and that's why I think that I'm really... You know how we get around that? Yeah. It's because it's just our character comedy, so we kind of just switch in and out of just like doing a mimic of being a clown. Sure. But I think that the best comedians are like your Louis C.K.'s that are sort of half clown, half comedian. They're a bit of a hybrid of it. Like a that's lot true. of things that you... A lot of things in Louis C.K.'s... Uh, stand-up show you're always just like really looking down on him he's inviting you to look down on him yeah but then a lot of the other times he's like extremely judgmental and like makes mm. distinct commentary points and you're more open to that because you're not um you're not you're not feeling standoffish because he's ju- he's simply coming from a place of i'm better than you he's already built that connection there by saying hey look look i've i've got flaws too mm. So then you're more receptive to what he does have to say when it's opinionated. Yeah. And it's it's hard, I think, to make that transition well in and out of that. I don't see he does it well, though. Do it. He does it he well. He does it really well. He does it well. Mm. All of them do it. It's the same with Trump as well. It's it's really... He does, doesn't he? It's The top of the game is sort of that. Yeah, being self-aware enough to laugh at yourself, to... To be self-deprecating, but it's and also, also having charm and confidence and conviction when you do say something that's opinionated, but and like critical. Yeah, but the thing is that like someone like Bill Maher or Jerry Seinfeld, like if they tried to be self-deprecating, I think it'd just come off as disingenuous. I think some people you just Bill definitely he's just, Seinfeld's got a few self-deprecating jokes, doesn't he? Does he? Dude, isn't his whole thing just being like, how stupid's this? Like, that, that's... <laughs> I think, isn't it? True. But he... Yeah, no, you've, got a, good, that you've got a good point. But for whatever reason, when I... 
passionately um, passionately stating political opinions, which is what Bill Maher does, versus passionately stating opinions about very mundane, everyday things. I don't like. It's so much harder to come across arrogant, don't you think? Well, if Seinfeld's being like, "Oh, what's the deal with four wheel drives? All cars have four wheels." He is still coming from a place of, "Look, I'm smart. And this is this is my this is why this thing is stupid." But Bill Maher saying like, "And this is why Republicans are stupid, stupid. people." Like that's why that that instantly comes off as more arrogant than what what Seinfeld's. I love don't get, and don't get me wrong, I love Bill Maher. I think he's fantastic. But yeah, the, he's yes. He, he, well, actually, you know what? They made that distinction because they were talking about that once when they were on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee and they came to the conclusion that Bill Maher is arrogant and Jerry Seinfeld is smug. And I think that's pretty much the difference. Uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way. Don't you reckon? Yeah. He's kind of just got this vibe of extreme self-satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. I didn't think about that way. But I think that, like, yeah, if you, in Australia, I mean, I mean, obviously I have carved out a niche of being extremely arrogant. Uh-huh. But I don't think that that's... You really can't appeal to a mainstream audience in Australia being arrogant. You're never going to be depends. one of those big ticket... I think you have to be a bit of a clown to be the top in Australia. Like, think about Alan it, Jones Carl Barrett. Are we talking just about Well, comedians? that's political commentary, yeah. Oh, and just comedians, yeah. Like, who's... Who's arrogant that's a big... Dude, even like Judith Lucy and stuff, they're all clownish. They're all just like, I'm a massive loser. You got Carl Barron, yeah. Dave Hughes. You say that he's like changed or whatever, but like the thing that made him big was him just talking about the fact that he used to be a junkie, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, who else is big? Maybe in our generation of comedians, it's, it'll change. Will Anderson's pretty fucking arrogant. Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't really appeal to... Um, Mainstream Australia. Yeah, he has a big audience, but I don't know if... Yeah, it's a bit more middle to upper middle class. Yeah. Yeah, Melbourne that's a good good way of describing it. See, that's the thing. I think that's a massive difference from Britain and Australia. Like In in Britain and Australia, they they do look up to arrogant people. If they're saying the right things, then yeah. If they're saying the right thing. Like, there's there's... Obviously, a lot of caveats with that. Like, are they, have they earned the position to be arrogant in yes. the first place? Is all that. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, in Australia, again, because it's that tall so poppy thing that we're wit. talking about. They hate that. British people value wittiness and, and, and uh, just cleverness. The underdog? Dude, you know what else? I remember this. Actually, I think it was Gervais that was talking about it when he was talking about the difference between America and... Might have been Gervais. Anyway, he, he, he was saying that in America, there's kind of like this idolization of the rock star. Yeah. That there's this you know, winners. America loves winners. Britain likes laughing at losers, he was saying. I think that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Like looking down on them. They like that. Wow. Look at Mr. Yeah, Mr. Bean. But I think Mr. that Mr. Bean is just collective bullying, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Laugh at this yeah. loser. Laugh at this loser. <gasps> Damn. And that was like one of the most successful ones of all time. Like you can make the same argument with Faulty Towers. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to, and absolutely fabulous as well, but when it comes to Australia, I think that the thing that defines us differently is we like, we actually like losers. They don't like losers. Britain doesn't like them. Australia likes the fact that they're like an underdog. They're just like, yeah, he's scum like we are. Australia has a low opinion of itself. I do, yeah. Yeah, we're an insecure nation. We are. People. Because, well, well, then we, we, we've got to wrap this up, but like you can get into an argument about the validity of IQ nowadays or whatever. But the average IQ in Australia is not too dissimilar to the average IQ in the UK and America. But just the vernacular and the level of articulation of the average Australian compared to the average American or British person is far less. Yeah. Because we're so worried about coming across as a an arrogant asshole. Don't like that. And that's the cardinal <laughs> sin in Australia. And that's why I think that there is a real... I, I think that that really... Like, okay, apart from the fact of the environmental factors that we were talking about and 
the cultural aspect of the fact that like those environmental factors have allowed us to succeed for so long. I really think that that's another reason why Australia is just a really complacent country. Just that fact. We don't, we, we, it's, it's not so much like poor, poor poppy syndrome, as you said, it, it punishes arrogance, but it's also the fact that we idolize mediocrity, not even mediocrity, like losers. We idolize. Do we them. though? Like what's a, where's a, that's an like, example. Think, about, that, like, think, think like. about the national fucking heroes, right? It's like Ned Kelly. Actually, he's an chopper. <laughs> Chop, dude, chopper Ned Kelly, fucking Don Shane Bradman, Warne. Though. Don Badman's kind of a gentleman, that's very, true. Very, very... Dude, Farlap is a fucking... Like, he's one of our... An animal is one of our heroes. An animal. I of that. Jesus. Simpson's yeah. donkey. Ned Kelly was like a criminal. He's a criminal. What What do you think is in our consciousness that um, makes us value someone like Ned Kelly? Is it because he went against authority and, and Australia, especially back then, was very anti-authoritarian? Do you think that's what it was, or do you think it was just the fact that he was the original sick cunt? Yeah, I think it's the fact that yeah, it's a bit of the fact that he's like a oh, he's, he he's a bad stole cunt. Jumbuck. What a fucking sick cunt, eh? There's a bit of but dude, you know what else I think it actually is? There's a myth. I don't know too much about Ned Kelly's history. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but there's this myth of dude, it's it's the fair go shit. Like he's he's kind of a Robin Hood figure. He stole oh, from okay. banks, gave the money to poor Irish I people. from banks, kind of it. Yeah. I know. So I think that that was the That's reason good. that people think he's sick. Okay. And I think, dude, yeah, when it comes to Chopper Reed, they're just like, he's a funny cat. Like, Chopper Reed is a hero to Australia. And he is also, a, he was a criminal. Yeah. But he's kind of got, and look, every criminal ever says this. I don't know how true it is, but he's just been like, oh, I never did anything to anyone that didn't fucking deserve it. So, True. But was, uh, yeah, they'll at least accentuate on, on that point. That. Yeah. Okay. Even if it's not true, they'll they'll say that that's awesome. Mm. But those aren't the heroes of Britain and the US. No, <laughs> not at all. All right. Well, we better uh, wrap this one up. Um, yeah. Subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah. Uh, follow us on our on our socials. Follow me on TikTok. What number is you at now? 215,000. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm beating all the uh, Aussie comedians now. I'm beating Frenchie, Alex, Take Isaac, that, Frenchie. <laughs> Luke Lewis. I'm number one. How does it feel? Just after an hour of how much Australians hate arrogance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's on such a... Uh, it's on TikTok. Which is almost like a joke platform. I think people will be like, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's it is mad. Sick cat with his fucking TikTok followers, Hey, No, but there are actual Dude, Aussie TikTok comedians on that are just purely on TikTok. They've got a lot more than I do. But anyway, um, cool. Subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll see, we'll, uh, see you next time. Toodaloo.